Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What up, TCK Potters? I'm your host, Sky Guasco, and this is episode 114 of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. On this episode, I'm going to be recapping our League of Record draft round by round. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. All right, this is going to be a fun episode. I am just recapping the League of Record draft. We'll do all 17 rounds. I had the fifth pick. We have keepers in this round in this draft. Um, we have been playing together for 10 years, and I won the league last year. Uh, I went undefeated in the league, um, but this is a new season. Uh, not very many people congratulated me. <laughs> Which is just fine because we're all competitors and and I appreciate uh, uh, the lack of good sportsmanship. Um, so real stoked to break this down. Uh, we had a real fun time. We've been doing a live draft for the last about five years or so. The first five years we did it online, but a few years ago we were able to start doing live drafts in person. And just over the years, unfortunately, we've had more and more guys leaving the city Uh leaving the state um, and just kind of being all over the place. So it's unfortunately come to a point where moving forward, we'll most likely have to not do the live draft, unfortunately, but we can still do it online, um, which is nice. So we get together and we could talk in the chat and, and, you know, hang out that way for a little bit. So real excited to break this down. Um, If any, uh, you know, league, league members are listening in, it was a lot of fun, had a great time. It was good to, to see and chat with all you guys. The, League is called the All-In or Fold League because we started as a kind of a, a poker group 10 years ago, played softball together, played fantasy football together. Just a nice uh, old group of dudes um, doing all sorts of shit together. So good time. But let's get right into it. This is a very interesting draft, um, as many custom leagues are, in that uh, we have custom scoring. Uh, we do two flexes. I have an IR spot. We have seven on the bench. Everything else is pretty normal. Um, it is full PPR. We have bonus scoring for 40 and 50 yard uh, touchdown passes, runs, receptions, and field goals. And um, we also have inflated defensive scoring just a little bit. And then um, basically we keep one keeper per team per year. Uh, we tried to go to multiple keepers this year. It got voted down. Um, all good. You know, we're a democracy within the group. We're real good at, at kind of bringing up votes and bringing up new rules and regulations. And I bring it to the group. We vote on it. And if it's seven, five, either way, we shut it down, um, or pass it, of course. And, uh, we stuck with one keeper this year. So I had the fifth pick. Um, it was a random drawing. I had the fifth pick overall, and uh, my keeper is Aaron Jones in the ninth round. So a keeper in our league is one player from the year before. And if it's the first year you're keeping them, you get that player in the round that they were drafted last year. If you keep them a second and a third year, then they become your automatic first round pick. Okay. You do not have to keep a keeper. Um, actually, Daniel did not keep a keeper a few years ago and uh, started from scratch and he won the whole league. So um, just depends on what you're doing. But my keeper this year was Aaron Jones in the ninth round. So I already have a running back set up. So the first round went as such. And this is going to sound funky with with uh, the keepers in there and stuff. So I'll try to point those out. But 
kind of some unconventional drafting here. But uh, Saquon Kamara, DeAndre Hopkins, and Zeke Elliott were the first four. Christian McCaffrey was kept um, as the sixth pick, so he was not eligible for one of the top four picks. Therefore, I was up, and I could choose between Devontae Adams, uh, Le'Veon Bell, and all the other running backs. I went with um, Devontae Adams. I know it was interesting kind of looking at it on paper to take Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones right away, both Packers, of course, but I kind of think of it as not as, you know, that friendship strategy I talked about in the last episode. I'm okay with that if it makes sense. Here, it definitely makes sense. This year, if I were to draft Devontae Adams in the first round and say Aaron Jones in the second or third, that wouldn't make so much sense because I'm not really getting value there. But Devontae Adams in the first round at the fifth pick, I'm stoked on that. He's actually my number one receiver, so I'm happy there. And then uh, Aaron Jones in the ninth round, I'm just thinking that as a first round and a ninth round player, right? So totally happy with that. Uh, The rest of the first round, McCaffrey was kept, and then Lev Bell, Gurley, went eight. Um, Mixon, Julio Jones, Kelsey at 11. David Johnson was also kept as the 12th pick um, in the first round. Then we double back to the second round, Michael Thomas, Cook, uh, Beckham, Pat Mahomes went in the second round. We have a little bit inflated uh, quarterback scoring, so you might hear some quarterbacks a little bit earlier than you're used to. Tyreek Hill, um, Mike Evans, Josh Jacobs, and then I was back up at the eighth uh, pick in the second round, and I was I have a stud receiver, stud running back. Um, really, I had plenty of good options. I have Leonard Fournette, Keenan Allen, on Johnson, Diggs, A.B., I went with Leonard Fournette here, um, and I feel good about the pick. It took me a while to make the pick, but Keenan Allen I think is going to be amazing, especially with Melvin Gordon holding out. But I love Mike Williams, so I faded him a little bit. on Johnson I really like, but in the middle of the second round, a little too rich for my blood there. Um, that would be his absolute ceiling. And then Stephon Diggs I love as well, um, but again I just felt that if I get 12 games out of Leonard Fournette, he could be, you know, a top five running back potentially. Um, and I wanted to take that risk and kind of make up for it later on. So I went with Leonard Fournette in with the eighth pick in the second round. Um, Keenan Allen was picked directly after that by uh, our buddy Leland. Great pick there. Again, I went back and forth with Keenan Allen, but <clears throat> I just decided to go with Leonard Fournette and take the risk there. Uh, on Johnson, Diggs, and AB round out the second round. In the third round, Chris Carson, Cooks, Amari Cooper, and Devonta Freeman kicked it off with the first four, and then I was up again. Uh, this is actually an interesting pick, how this went down. Um, so we're on ESPN, and I was setting up my queue and just you know, kind of picking my players for my queue. And the I was like two or three picks away from myself, but I was kind of you know rallying up the queue and things. And I was thinking about um, David Montgomery, Zach Ertz. Um, I was considering Robert Woods there, although a little bit early, but I was considering him. And then Adam Thielen was still on the board as well. What's funny is that I hit I hit Adam Thielen as a Q player. I was trying to drop him into my Q, but in the second that I did that, it actually became my pick. So I drafted Adam Thielen literally on accident, but it worked out. I'm not upset to have Adam Thielen in the middle of the third round. Um, now, I've been pretty vocal on this podcast that I'm not crazy about Adam Thielen, and that remains. Um, I actually have Diggs ranked higher. Uh, but again, you're looking for value when you're doing these drafts. And I really think that, you know, if Adam Thielen is, you know, 70, 80% of what he was last year, I think he could be a beast. And right now he's going at the end of the 
uh, 12, or sorry, the end of the second round, I just looked up his ADP. So, um, end of the second round. And so I got him, you know, about six picks later than that. So I feel good about it. Um, David Montgomery, I think would have been a nice pick there. Uh, he was picked up right after that. It was Julian Edelman, then David Montgomery, um, who I love, uh, but it just didn't work out. So I got feeling there. So I've got, um, Tay Adams, Jones, and, um, Leonard Fournette. And now I've got Adam Thielen as well. So pretty good core, uh, Edelman, Montgomery, Ertz, Damian Williams still goes in the third round. I thought that was a little bit early, um, just with everything going on in Kansas city now with Shady McCoy coming over or not. But if he gets a starting role, um, that might be a steal in the back of the third round there. Uh, Derek Henry, Robert Woods, Sony Michelle round up the third round, the fourth round, Kenny Galladay, Chris Godwin, who was a great pick. I was hoping Godwin would fall to me. I was definitely picking him in the fourth round. But Godwin gets picked up by uh, Daniel. And then um, Tyler Lockett gets picked up by our resident Seahawk uh, fan. And then Juju Smith-Schuster um, is picked up as the fourth pick in the fourth round. <clears throat> Again, we have uh, these keepers in here, so it's going to be kind of crazy throughout. But uh, you'll hear some of them later that just don't make sense. But in the fourth round at the fourth pick, Rob keeps – uh, Juju Schmidt-Schuster, so obviously that's a wonderful value there. Mark Ingram and Cooper Cup uh, round that out. And then sitting on the board, I had two guys in my queue ready to go. It was Melvin Gordon and Mike Williams, and I had one pick before me. So I knew I was going to get one of the guys. In the fourth round, I don't know if I would have pulled the trigger anyway on Melvin Gordon, but how can you pass on that? I know he's about to miss probably the first 10 games potentially. Um, definitely the first, you know, handful, six, eight, maybe even 10. But down the stretch, I mean, if he's healthy and, and in good cahoots by the time he signs uh, potentially to get his eligibility with the final six games and they, you know, you get Melvin Gordon off your bench uh, come playoff time, that's ridiculous. But, um, our boy Shire took uh, took Melvin Gordon right in front of me. Great pick there. Uh, sniped him right in, in front of me, so I was able to uh, kind of audible there. I went with Mike Williams. I just mentioned that fading Keenan Allen just a smidge. Um, I like Mike Williams a lot, so getting him in the fourth round, I was pretty pumped there. And then uh, Deion, uh, DJ Moore, Deshaun Watson went uh, in the fourth round, Calvin Ridley, and then T.Y. Hilton. In the fifth round, Miles Sanders goes to the Eagles fan, uh, Robbie Anderson, Tariq Cohen, Duke Johnson jumps all the way to the fifth round. And then I was sitting on the clock. I could go tight end. I could go quarterback. I've got a lot of different options, but I've been telling myself all summer. I don't care what my format is. I don't care what league style it is. If Aaron Rodgers is available in the fifth round, I'm taking him. So he was available in the fifth round. I took him. I've got Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and Aaron Jones. That's right. Three Packers. I feel good about it. In this league, we also get three points per team win. So when the Packers win a game as a football team, I also get three three points per Packer player. So every time the Packers win, I'll have nine additional points. <clears throat> so I like that a lot. Love me some Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Mark or Evan Ingram goes off uh, as kind of the first next three of the tight ends there. Uh, Matt Ryan, Josh Gordon. Goes off, uh, Allen Robinson, Philip Lindsay, Tyler Boyd, and Devin Singletary all the way up in the back of the fifth round. I love that pick. I think he's going to be really awesome. It might be a reach just because he's technically not the starter yet uh, fully, but I think he will be soon enough, and and that'll be, uh, that'll be real nice. <clears throat> in the sixth round, Jarvis Landry, Baker Mayfield goes off. 
Uh, if I were, if I would have somehow missed Aaron Rodgers in the last maybe five picks in the fifth round, uh, I would have reached for Baker. So it's Aaron Rodgers or Baker Mayfield for me in pretty much every league that I'm in. Um, and if I miss everybody, then I'm getting Lamar Jackson, Trubisky, uh, Prescott way late. <clears throat> so Baker goes off in the second pick of the sixth round. Kenyon Drake, Sammy Watkins. Uh, I really like that pick of Sammy Watkins there in the sixth round. He definitely has uh, top 10 potential, of course. Dede Westbrook, Austin Eckler goes in the sixth round. Now, of course, without uh, um, uh, without uh, Melvin Gordon, excuse me, I've got neighbors above me that are fucking loud all the time, and they drop shit and uh, spooked me. Sorry, it threw me off my game. I apologize. Um, when I have my million-dollar studio built, that won't be an issue. But – uh, Austin Nickler gets picked in the middle of the sixth round with uh, Melvin Gordon out. That's a great pick there. Emmanuel Sanders um, goes to the uh, resident Bronco fan. And then I'm on the clock here in the middle, kind of late part of the sixth round. And OJ Howard's still on the board. Um, I I had to steal him. I, I, I have him basically picked in like the fourth round, but I had Mike Williams. And then in the fifth round, I was like, well, I got to pick Aaron Rodgers. So I kept passing. And so I went with uh, OJ Howard in the sixth round there. Jeffrey goes next, and then um, another 49er fan in the group reaches all the way to the sixth round to get Matt Burita, which I think is a great pick, but maybe a little bit early for that. Um, and then Hunter Henry goes off late, and Sterling Shepard to wrap up the sixth round. Uh, two more rounds here, and then we'll take a quick break. In the seventh round, Tony Pollard goes off, and then Latavius Murray, DK Metcalf, and Jared Cook. I'm sitting here with the fifth pick in the seventh round. And I've just seen AJ Green fall and fall and fall. And we have an IR spot in our league. So I, I basically can't lose here. Okay. If I pick AJ Green and he's AJ Green for even 10 games, then I have a top 10 receiver in the seventh round, which is insane, um, which I can pair up with, uh, you know, Devontae Adams, Adam Thielen, and Mike Williams. I'm stoked there. If for some reason he, last too long or he gets he gets hurt again or um, it just doesn't work out then I can drop him on my IR spot and I can keep a bench position open and I can fill it with somebody else so a no-lose situation here in the seventh round AJ Green insane I had to pull the trigger on AJ Green there um, I got him in our dynasty league as well super late too so I'm stoked on that right after that was Darrell Henderson I almost thought about Darrell Henderson but with AJ Green out there I couldn't pass him up Christian Kirk Tevin Coleman uh, David Njoku Royce Freeman, Corey Davis, and Carson Wentz go in the seventh round. In the eighth round, Will Fuller, um, Curtis Samuel, Cam Newton, Michael Gallup. I really like this pick of Michael Gallup here in the eighth. I was actually targeting him in this round, but he got picked before me. Marvin Jones I was targeting as well. Marlon Mack was actually kept in the eighth round here, so he goes to the sixth pick in the eighth round uh, by Nate. That was his keeper there. And then James Washington goes right behind me or right before me too. So I had three players in this round that I was that was in my queue uh, before my pick of Rashad Penny, and that was Michael Gallup, Marvin Jones, and James Washington. I had all three of those guys that I was targeting this round. They all got picked. <laughs> so next man up for me was Rashad Penny. I understand that he's not going to play much while Chris Carson is – top shape uh he looks great um everyone is really really on uh chris carson which is you know makes sense uh looks like he's going to be catching the ball a little bit more this year seahawks going to run the shit out of the ball awesome if he gets hurt though if chris carson gets hurt rashad penny is a 
he's an RB one every week, in my opinion. Um, so to get him in the eighth round to take that risk, uh, I really like that a lot. I'm never taking out Leonard Fournette or Aaron Jones when they're healthy. So to have Rashad Penny kind of just in the wakes, um, help, you know, that's great in my opinion. So kind of two risky picks in the last two picks here, kind of wait and see approach, but AJ Green and Rashad Penny with the upside they do have. I like that a lot. Dante Pettis was next, Vance McDonald. Kyler Murray goes off the board to Curley in the uh, back of the eighth round, and then Jordan Howard as well. So let's take a – let's just step away for just a second. Um, I'm going to basically kind of recap my first eight picks, and then we'll get into our final nine and uh, step out. So my first eight picks are Devonta Adams, Leonard Fournette, Adam Thielen, Mike Williams, Aaron Rodgers, O.J. Howard, A.J. Green, and Rashad Penny. Hey, listeners, let's take a quick break here. If you like what you're hearing and you want to find us outside of the podcast, please like and follow us on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod, on Twitter at tck underscore pod, on Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. You can always drop us an email at tckpod at gmail.com. Also check out our website, www.tckpod.com. Before we get into the second half of our draft, here's a quick word from our sponsor, Anchor. Stay tuned. Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call, and we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Okay, kicking off the ninth round in the back half of the draft here. This is my keeper spot. So I've got Aaron Jones as my keeper. um, And he right now has an ADP of third round, middle of the third round, the sixth pick in the third round. I'm keeping him in the ninth, way stoked on that. So I'm going to kick off the ninth round with Aaron Jones. Before that was Cortland Sutton, Geronimo Allison, who I think is a great pick, Kiki Cutie, who I think is a great pick, Dak Prescott, who I think is a great pick. So this is where we start finding value here, the ninth, tenth, and beyond rounds here. So I keep Aaron Jones in the ninth. And then uh, Big Ben, Ronald Jones, Drew Brees, Shady McCoy gets picked in the ninth round. Of course, now he is kind of that uh, 1B running back. 
um, maybe even the 1A to start. We'll see what happens there. But I think Damian Williams is the starter. But 1B in Kansas City, kind of uh, maybe you know resurrect his career a little bit there. So not a bad pick from Rob to see what happens. And then uh, Yuli picks up uh, Marcus Valdez-Scantling. Love this. So both the Packers' remaining receivers go in this round. Three Packers go in this round, actually, if you include um, Aaron Jones. And then uh, Daniel keeps James White. As the 11th pick in the ninth round, huge value there, of course, as well. And then Delaney Walker gets picked. Uh, next pick in the 10th round, uh, Marquise Brown, then Kalen Bellage, Russell Wilson, Justin Jackson in the 10th. This is who I was targeting in the 10th round. He got picked four before me. So again, I mentioned on the previous podcast, you've got to be able to audible. Of course, I have these guys in my queue. There's certain guys that I really, really want. and um, But you know what? There's other guys in this league that know what they're doing too. So they really, really want them too. And best believe they're not going to let them fall to me if, if they can help it. So Rob goes uh, goes ahead and scoops up Justin Jackson, who I think is going to be you know an RB2 at least uh, for the first you know, six, eight, 10 games of the season. That's huge value in the 10th round. Larry Fitz gets picked up by Brad, Austin Hooper, Jamison Crowder. And then I pick up Jalen Samuels, just a little insurance. We'll see if he actually turns into a PPR back there in, uh, in uh, Pittsburgh. If it's all James Conner all the time, it's the 10th round. No big deal. I don't think it's going to be. And um, we know that uh, Jalen Samuels, former college coach is now, you know, uh, the running backs coach and, um, he, uh, Jalen Samuels, of course, is a converted tight end. Um, so he is very, very good in the past game. He looked great in the preseason. If Connor goes down or is rusty at all, um, and fades down the stretch, uh, Jalen Samuels is going to be great and, uh, scooping him in the 10th round. I was pretty stoked there. Deshaun Jackson, and then Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is kept in the 10th round by Todd. This is one of the better keepers, I think, in the entire draft. Nick Chubb kept in the uh, 10th round. And then Justice Hill and Tom Brady go in the 10th round. In the 11th round, we've got Mark Andrews kicking things off. And then Damian Harris, Ty Montgomery, Naheem Hines. And then I went with Anthony Miller here just to bolster my receiving core. Um Anthony Miller basically just needs to stay healthy. If he does, he's going to be an absolute machine um, scoring, uh, you know, touchdowns at will. Frankly, he scored seven touchdowns last year on minimal targets, and he basically played with a separated shoulder five times. Um, He's had foot issues and everything else. He's really beat up. But if he can get healthy, I think this Bears offense is going to be electric, frankly. And um, I like taking the chance on uh, Anthony Miller here in the 11th round. So went with that. Jared Goff. Albert Wilson, Mohamed Sanu, the Bears defense. Rob kicks off the defenses in the 11th round. Again, we have uh, we start with 20 points a week instead of 10. Uh, 10 is your standard. We start with 20 just to make it a little more um, exciting with points. So uh, defenses go a little bit earlier sometimes <clears throat> in this league. Um, but in the 11th round, Rob pulls the trigger and grabs the Bears. Um, Ulysses keeps uh, George Kittle in the 11th. This is a great, great keeper as well. He also had Saquon Barkley, and he decided to give up Saquon Barkley for George Kittle, which sounds crazy face value, but think about it again. This is a keeper situation. Um, If Ulysses had the 10th pick and he kept Saquon Barkley in the first round, like, yeah, he gets Saquon at number 10 overall. That's awesome. But right now he gets George Kittle um, in the 11th round. I mean, that's excellent, excellent value there for Ulysses. Next up was Deion Lewis. And then Peyton Barber, 
Tyrell Williams, Carlos Hyde, Trey Burton, and then Kareem Hunt gets picked. A uh, little bit suspect there. I just I don't think he's going to do much when he comes back. He just had uh, um, sports hernia surgery. He's suspended for the first eight games. Uh, Nick Chubb's an animal. We'll see if he even gets paid. He may even get traded um, at the, before the deadline, or he might just be trade bait for next year. However, in this league, you got to consider late in the draft like we are right now, you're also considering um, keeper uh, targets for next year. Even if you don't think they're going to do much this year, you could sit on a guy, keep them for next year. The rule is you have to draft and you have to keep them on your roster all season. If you drop a guy, they are no longer eligible to be kept, even if you pick them back up. So Rob basically <clears throat> needs to keep Kareem Hunt on his bench the entire season if he wants to keep him next year, whether he plays or is successful or not. So risky move there, but definitely worth it if he uh, if he gets traded out and um, you know gets another uh, star job somewhere else. Lamar Jackson was taken in the 12th round here, then the Vikings defense, the Rams defense. And then I I reached a little bit here in the 12th round. I went with Malcolm Brown, although I don't know if it's much of a reach. It was a reach in the computer when we were doing the the thing. I had to keep scrolling to find him because he's way the hell down there. But Malcolm Brown is the backup to Todd Gurley right now. Um, If Todd Gurley were to go down or he slows down, I think Malcolm Brown's going to get the first crack at it. Uh, we saw Malcolm Brown be pretty efficient last year in a couple of games before he dove for a touchdown and broke his collarbone and was out for the season. But he's looked pretty good. So I want you know Darrell Henderson was already taken way earlier than this. Um, so I just wanted to you know get a piece of that Rams offense, however I could. And uh, you know this might be nothing. Malcolm Brown may not see much. Darrell Henderson might get a chance and run with it. Um, this might be a busted pick, but in the twelfth round. Definitely worth the risk because if Gurley goes down or they have a timeshare and Malcolm Brown is a piece of that, I'm pretty pumped. So in the t- uh, 12th round, I got Malcolm Brown here. And then Dante Moncrief, uh, Traquan Smith, Mitch Trubisky, and Phil Rivers go <clears throat> in the back of the 12th round. And then in the 13th, we've got Ted Ginn and then James Conner. This, I mean, I mean, the Nick Chubb one was great, but the further you go down the list here and you get more and more value, it just gets better. But James Conner kept by Curley in the 13th round here, second pick of the 13th round. Absolutely ridiculous. So Ted Ginn goes first, then James Conner. Nikhil Harry, again, uh, just got placed on IR, so he may not do much this year, but uh, Todd is probably thinking ahead um, into next year and having a budding star, uh, depending on what happens with um, Josh Gordon, of course. Um, so if Nikhil Harry comes back around and uh, he's a stud next year. Todd's potentially got him in the 13th round. Quick note, Todd was also the one that picked Odell Beckham Jr. in the 15th round when he was a rookie, took a stab on him, kept him all season when he blew up, and he was able to keep Odell um, in his second year uh, in the 15th round. So again, you got to kind of just know your league and know what you're looking at here with values. And then we had um, Paul Richardson, and then I went with Jameis Winston here, my backup quarterback, and not just a backup quarterback, but if Aaron Rodgers and the Packers somehow slump, which I don't think they're going to do, I think they're going to be just fine, but if they do, and Jameis takes off the way that we think he's going to, um, I, I really like the value here in the 13th round. Also covers my bye week, which is nice, and the first week matchup, to be honest. Um, I already looked at my roster, and Jameis Winston plays at home versus the 49ers, who have to go all the way across the country from San Francisco to Tampa Bay, Florida. And that's not a good trip for the Niners right off the bat. Meanwhile, 
Aaron Rodgers has to go into Chicago on the 100th anniversary of the NFL in one of the most storied franchises in the NFL um, and play that elite defense uh, with the new offense and everything else. So there's a high chance I'm going to be starting Jameis Winston over Aaron Rodgers at least the first game of the season there. So I got Jameis as my number six quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is my number two quarterback, and I got both of them on my team, one in the fifth round, which is a steal for Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion, and one in the 13th round, which is just ridiculous for Jameis. So I like that a lot. Then we started uh, started off with a kicker. In the 13th round, we get Greg Zerline from uh, Shire, goes off with the kicker there. Then we got Terry McLaurin, Greg Olson, Golden Tate, Darwin Thompson. Adrian Peterson falls all the way to the back of the 13th round. I think he was kind of under the radar. We all know Darius Geis is back. I'm going to get to Darius Geis in just a second. He was also a keeper very late. But um, Adrian Peterson is not not gone. Uh, he, he looked good last year. He ran for 1,000 yards. The Redskins, I think, are going to be absolutely pitiful. But they should have plenty of, uh, plenty of work there. And if Darius Geis has any um, – hold up with his uh, coming off of this torn ACL, then I, I like Adrian Peterson actually to have some resurgence. So Daniel picked up um, Adrian Peterson in the 13th round, the back of the 13th round, pretty nice value there. Then we had the Eagles defense, McCole Hartman, um, Josh Allen, John Brown, Justin Tucker, Jags D, Deshaun Hamilton, and then Debo Samuel goes right before me. I had Debo Samuel in my queue and uh, I wanted him, but I don't know how we have random drafts every single year draft pick uh, at random, but it seems like Shire and I every single year pick back to back one way or another, either I'm in front of him by one or he's in front of me, whatever it is. But we tend to like a lot of the same guys and uh, a lot of the same values. And so we end up sniping each other quite a bit throughout the drafts, which is it's fun and it's interesting and it keeps us on his toes for sure. But this time I was kind of bummed because Debo Samuel in the 14th round, I thought he was going to kind of just fade away and not really garner attention, Um, but he did get picked right before me, um, the pick before me, so I had an audible there, and I went with Raquel Armstead, who is the handcuff to uh, Leonard Fournette, and um, Alfred Blue went over from Houston to Jacksonville, but he was placed on IR um, on Sunday, and therefore Raquel Armstead is the dude behind Leonard Fournette. Um, I'm not going to say that he is equal to Leonard Fournette by any means, but having Leonard Fournette's backup uh, is essential to say the least. So I picked up him in the 14th round just to make sure I got him. Um, So I like that pick a lot. It was just kind of a necessity pick there. Nothing crazy, but um, hopefully it'll give me a little bit of a backbone in case anything happens to Fournette there. Then Adam Humphreys, Kirk Cousins, Chris Thompson, and then Darius Geis is kept as the last pick of the 14th round. So last year he tears his ACL, of course. Uh, this is um, this is Gene here, whose uh, team name is Team Running Back U, and every single year he's he piles up on the running backs, and it tends to work out for him. He kept Darius Geis in the back of the 14th round, the last pick of the 14th round, actually. And last year, Darius Geis tears his ACL in the preseason. Well, he's still eligible to be drafted. And like I said earlier, you can draft a player – who is out for the season, um, or you know, if they're torn their ACL, like uh, Jarek McKinnon tore his ACL last year early, and he was actually drafted as well, knowing that he's not going to play. But again, people just kind of sit him in that IR spot or deep on your bench, and you wait it out to see what happens the following year to see if you can get that value. Well, Jarek McKinnon got hurt again, so he was not the keeper. Meanwhile, Darius Geis comes back, looks great. He was just named the starter for the Redskins. Huge boost. 
Looks good in the preseason. Gene just got huge value here in the 14th round. And let's not forget, Gene had the first overall pick, which means he's also got Saquon Barkley. So all of a sudden, <laughs> Gene has Saquon Barkley and Darius Geis in the first and the 14th round to go with the rest of his team here. So not a bad move, Gino. Good work. <clears throat> then in the 15th round, just a couple left here. In the 15th round, we had uh, we had the Saints, TJ Hawkinson, the Bills, the Chargers. I went with the Browns defense. Um, I like the I like the young spirit. I think they're going to be feisty as hell. I think that offense is going to put a lot of pressure on the defense um, to make sure that they're pulling their weight. And I just think the Browns are all around pretty solid. So I wanted a piece of that offense. Um, couldn't get it. Wanted a piece of that defense. Got the DST. So I'm pretty stoked there. Um, plus they uh, play the Titans first week of the season and uh, with. Um, the quarterback's terrible, and uh, Derrick Henry somewhat hobbled. Um, I like uh, like the chances there for the Browns. So I went with the Browns defense, and then the Broncos were picked. So we went uh, one, two, three, four, five out of six picks in the 15th round for all those defenses. Then we went L- Will Lutz, Trey Quinn, Sam Darnold, Kenny Stills, who is now in Houston, uh, Ulysses picks him up in the 15th round. I like this a lot. Will Fuller has had injury trouble, of course. Kiki Kuti is a little bit banged up. And Nuke Hopkins is actually a little bit banged up. Not enough to miss time. I think Nuke will be fine. But he's got a little bit of a shoulder issue. Um, and if anything happens to any of those guys or two of those guys, Kenny Stills couldn't just all of a sudden fall into work. And uh, I think that he was the most talented receiver in Miami, um, even with Devontae Parker there. So... Ulysses could really find some value here in the middle of the season. So again, this is that time of the draft where you're just throwing darts and you're looking at if shit hits the fan, who has the most upside. And I think Kenny Stills is one of the best picks here in the last couple of rounds here for Ulysses. Then we had the Ravens defense. Ito Smith was picked as the last pick of the 15th round. And in the 16th round, Somehow, Eric Ebron was not off the board yet. He was not kept. He was just straight up not drafted. And I made a comment in the draft room right away that um, I understand Andrew Luck retired, but <laughs> to not pick Eric Ebron at all in a in a um, in a landscape where you know even six to eight touchdowns from a tight end could make him a tight end one, um, it was just kind of crazy. So I had him in my queue to pick him up in the sixteenth round if he were to fall a few more to me, but John uh, picked him up. Um, as the first pick of the 16th round. So Eric Ebron off the board, Alexander Madison was picked up as a, uh, as a handcuff to um, Dalvin cook, which is a great move there. And then the Patriots went, and then this was a great pick here. Chris Herndon gets picked up. Rob picked a handful of the guys that I was targeting in this draft about four picks ahead of me each time. Chris Herndon is the tight end for the jets. Not getting talked about much because he's suspended, but when he comes back, I think he's a really nice young budding star. I think he's going to be a tight end one from the time he comes back for the rest of the season, barring an injury and then growing with the jets. I think they're going to be great and he'll be an awesome outlet for Sam Darnold. So I was actually, I was targeting Eric Ebron and then I was targeting Chris Herndon as my backup tight end for OJ Howard, but I missed out on both those guys. So Butker goes next. Daniel Jones is picked by Nate in the 16th round. And then Noah Fant uh, is picked up by the, um, Broncos fan in the group. And then I went with JJ Arcega Whiteside or JJ Arcega Whiteside. Um, JJ, maybe you know him as, um, just a huge body. I'm not, you know, I'm never really confident that Alshon Jeffrey is going to hold up. So if he doesn't, then I think 
you know, Jay Jaws immediately going to replace him there. Um, and Carson Wentz, if he stays healthy, has one of the biggest arms in the league. High-powered offense. I like it a lot. Again, this is just a potential keeper for next year. Potential high, um, you know, high-powered um, <clears throat> option if uh, a couple guys go down in Philadelphia there. So Jay Jaw was just a shot in the dark. We'll see what happens there. And then Goskowski, Kyle Rudolph, Fairbairn, and Jake Elliott went. And then the very last um, round of the draft started off with Darren Waller from Gene, which is a nice pick. I like that a lot. Getting a uh, potentially a tight end one in the 17th round. Titans defense, Robbie Gold was picked two before me by uh, another Niner fan in the group. I wanted uh, Robbie Gold, but he got picked right before me. And then Jalen Richard. And then I went with Mike Bagley or Mike Badgley uh, for the Chargers there. Um, again, you get three points for every position except for your defense when that team wins NFL games. So I figured if the, you know, if the Chargers win 11, 12 games, I'm, I'm going to end up with, you know, 36 extra points just for them winning. So I'll take that uh, high powered offense there. And he usually is kicking in good conditions as well, even though it's outside. I usually like my kickers to be indoors, but if you're playing in LA, um, that's really kind of the second best because it's uh, sunny all the time, dry, and generally not very windy. And then Cole Beasley, Irv Smith Jr. is picked up as a backup tight end by the Vikings fan in the group. Hunter Renfro is a nice kind of a sneak, uh, sneak attack pick by Brad. And then Randall Cobb by Rob and Brett Maher. Um, and then... Mason Crosby and Matt Bryant. So that rounds out the back half of the draft, and I'll recap those real quick. In the ninth round, I went with Aaron Jones, and then Jalen Samuels, Anthony Miller, Malcolm Brown, Jameis Winston, Raquel Armstead, Brown's defense, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, and Mike Badgley to round out the team <clears throat> And I'm really stoked on this team, actually. Um, throughout the offseason, I was I was contemplating who I was going to keep. I could have kept Baker Mayfield in the 17th round. Um, I could have kept Alvin Kamara in the first, but I don't want to do that because there was an outside chance he even fell to me. Um, I could have kept Antonio Brown as well, but that would have been a first-round pick, and I just didn't want to do that this year. Um, and there was just a couple other options that I could have done. Carry on Johnson in the seventh would have been nice, but I just really like the upside here if if everything works out for uh, Aaron Jones. So I kept Aaron Jones in the ninth round, but my entire team, one more time, for the 2019 League of Record, I am defending my title, uh, trying to <laughs> trying to get uh, get another um, you know championship in this league. Um, I. I uh, have been in the uh, championship game a couple of times and fell short. I've been in the runner-up game semifinals multiple times and come up short with injuries and things. Um, but last year, I finally ran the table, won the league, trying to go back-to-back. -back. Nobody in our league in 10 years has gone back-to-back. -back. We do have a few multiple winners, but nobody has gone back-to-back uh, -back for the championship. So my final roster for the League of Record draft is um, just – in order that I drafted them, not necessarily positionally, but the order I drafted them, Devontae Adams, Leonard Fournette, Adam Thielen, Mike Williams, Aaron Rodgers, OJ Howard, AJ Green, Rashad Penny, Aaron Jones, Jalen Samuels, Anthony Miller, Malcolm Brown, Jameis Winston, Raquel Armstead, Brown's defense, JJ Ortega-Whiteside, and Mike Badgley.
that'll do it for this episode. Be sure to email us at tckpod at gmail.com or shoot us a DM on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod. You can also find us on Twitter at tck underscore pod or on Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. And make sure to check out our website, www.tckpod.com. If you gain any value from this episode, please give us a rate and review on the podcast and give us a like and a follow on the social medias. It really does make a difference for us and we much appreciate it. Make the most of the rest of your day and we'll catch you next time on the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sky Guasco and I am out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.